when I was diagnosed and then my husband, you know, he's reading these cancer forums and I'm reading these MS forums and there was just so many people that just like, my life's over, they were suicidal, just so full of despair. And I thought, wow, I mean, how is it they have the same diagnosis as I do? And, and they just feel like, you know, everything in my life's just done. It's not worth living anymore. And I thought, something's got to change. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. My guest today is an author, speaker, and blogger who is passionate about helping others overcome stumbling blocks in life. She is the mother of three grown children and lives in Salt Lake City with her husband. She loves to travel, do photography, and art. I am pleased to present Lisa Watkins. Lisa, are you ready to share your story of hope? I am. Thank you for allowing me to come on here as a guest and share it. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Lisa and I have been trying to get together for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of years, so, I think. <laughs> so I think I think we're glad that we finally picked a date and we're able to yes. make this work. But breaking the ice, Lisa, what is one of the favorite places that you have traveled in your oh, life? Oh my goodness. Each place has some, you know, really fun memories. Really love the ocean. So just walking along the beach, San Diego. It's one of my favorite places where I just take off my shoes, walk along the beach, soak in all those good positive ions. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely love it. Probably followed by Zions National Park, which also has some really good vibes. Yes, it does. Yes, oh, really good vibes. I, I love the beach too. There's something so relaxing and it feeling is. about just sitting there now if you have little children there it's not always relaxing especially if your children are running <laughs> in the water and stuff like that but <laughs> if you oh, never went with little kids so <laughs> oh well there you go yeah yeah <laughs> we lived in southern california when my kids were little and oh. it was it was fun to go to the beach but you know i've had kids eat sand and right you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chasing them yeah. into the water and anyway, making sure yeah. they don't drown. Right. So if, if you're going for therapy, don't take little kids. <laughs> right. Exactly. Precisely. Yes. Yep. Precisely. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we all need a little self-care in our lives, and I'm sure we're going to cover that today a little bit. But one of the reasons I've wanted to have Lisa on is her life has been a pattern of when it rains, it pours. And I <laughs> admire her so much because it seems like she'd get one hard thing and you would think, okay, if somebody gets one hard thing, you know, that is good enough. But she seemed to get multiple hard things like on top of each other. And my question to her is, first of all, take us back to maybe one of those times when it was pouring in your life okay, and, and share with us that, but then also share with us how you got through it, what you learned, because I think we all have moments 
when life is crazy and we feel completely overwhelmed and we'll be going through a hard thing and then something else will come up and you just kind of want to go, really, God? Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I that actually wasn't have said- enough. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> So take us back to a time in your life when it was one of those times. Right. So my husband called at five o'clock in the morning. One time you get that phone call in the middle of the night, you know, I answer the phone and he says, this is the police arrived at the house. I'm like, what? (laughs) And he goes, they're on the way to do notification. I was just in a automobile accident hit by a drunk driver. Oh my. Okay. Taken to the hospital by ambulance. They says, bring me some pants. They had to cut my pants off. So at this point I'm driving to the hospital, having no idea whether, is he going to walk again? You know, all this other things. And as it turned out, I mean, he, he was fine, but he was out, ended up being out of work for several months because of this car accident. At the same time, my daughter was in the hospital for 30 days with a, a blood clot. She'd had surgery and she was having complications and I was dealing with some postpartum depression. That particular week, our power was turned off, okay. our water was turned off, and our car was repossessed. <laughs> so, oh. I mean, it was just like, you know, so it was like just one thing after another. I remember actually just like falling onto the floor and thinking, God, surely this isn't the way you want me to live, you know? Mm-hmm. And I knew I had messages that I wanted to help share with people. And I thought, how can I even share my message with anybody if I can't even keep the water on, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. So it was just um, that point, I thought, okay, I've really got to change something so that I can actually, you know, work my way out of this. And so I got really good at self-talk, positive self-talk, I should say, we always talk to ourselves. Yeah, sometimes started, that negative self-talk right. is pretty awful. <laughs> right, exactly. And many times it was this, it was literally, Lisa, you got this. Lisa, you can make it through the next minute. Lisa, you can make it through the next five minutes. You know, oftentimes, I mean, there was there was weeks at a time where I told myself, you can make it through the next 15 minutes. Mm. You can make it through the next 15 minutes. <laughs> You've yeah. got this, you know, breathe and that type of thing. And it, when I was trying to focus on, okay, Lisa, you can do this and that type of thing. And just concentrating on the big picture, it was too overwhelming. I just had literally had to t- break it down to, you've got this for the next 15 minutes. You did that, Lisa. You can do it again. <laughs> you can do it again. So that was really a key to helping me get through it and and then realizing that we went through this stuff and we're fine it's okay i mean we're okay there there is a wisdom that comes with experience and and it seems that we gain that only by going through it i wish there was some other way seriously (laughs) right Right. There was another way to learn all these big lessons, but you can only learn them by going through them. Right. And I think God knows that. And that's why he allows these situations to happen in our lives because they turn us to him and they help us rely on him. Because honestly, I don't know about you, but when they happen and it sounds like you were like this, (laughs) you're not strong enough when it happens. Right. Right. 
but you gain that strength little by little in those bite-sized increments as you pass through it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like exercising or working out, right? Right, right. Yeah, and I think it's really important too at that point to actually learn to grasp on the things you can control. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's so important because I want to think I can control everything. You know, <laughs> yes. I control this outcome, but you know, certainly I can control my drunk driver hitting my husband and that type of thing. So you really have to kind of grasp onto those things. And sometimes it was simple as, okay, my life seems like it's in such a chaos. What can I organize? And I would organize one drawer or something like that, you know, so that I, I would start to take back control when my life felt so out of control take back and just control the little things that I that I could. I like that. That's a really good idea. So if your life is out of control with chaos, whatever right. it is, right. physical issues, mental health issues, whatever, focus on what you can do. And I love that idea of decluttering a drawer or <laughs> maybe uh, dusting a shelf right. or putting the dishes away i can control this yeah and it doesn't even have to be the whole drawer i mean just organize the teaspoons if you need to you know (laughs) just just do something to make um make it feel like okay i do have control over a lot of my life and that that was a something i had to remind myself often and that was just that act of doing something really helped to remind me of that oh i love that that is that is brilliant so going through this experience and and many after it it gave you kind of the resilience resilience seems to be a big buzzword right now doesn't it um it gave you resilience define resilience from your perspective and share with me some of the lessons you learned along that bumpy pathway gaining it right right well Resilience to me is just being able to, I don't want to say overcome. It's actually like even, even in the middle of the chaos or whatever you're going through, resilience is that ability to not get caught up in that pattern of despair and that type of thing. And at hope, I mean, to me, it, it comes down a lot to hope that yes, things um, are happening, but there's always, there's always hope. And I think that that's uh, something that kind of naturally comes along with resilience in, in mm-hmm. a way. And, and I think that like one of the things I had to learn is that, you know, change is constant. The sooner I learn to adapt to it, the better off I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if I sit there and I fight and I'm just um, resisting that and, you know, like, okay, this isn't going to happen to me and that type of thing, it, you're going to be much more miserable. <laughs> You know, and I think about the, my life would look a certain way. Mm. We all have this expectations on what your life is going to look like. And, and never did I picture that I would have multiple sclerosis. Never did I picture that I'd have um, nine miscarriages. I just didn't, didn't picture that all this stuff would happen. I didn't picture myself being raped. I just have to understand, okay, yes, this happened. And acceptance doesn't mean that you're accepting it into your life that, okay, this has ruined me. You know, mm-hmm. it's an acceptance. Okay, this happened. So now what, what can I do about it? And the only thing you can do is control how you react to it. Mm-hmm. No. And so yeah, you always have a choice at that moment. How, how are you going to react? Are you going to choose to 
go this way. And there's certainly there's been days I feel kind of down, but overall on that diagnosis where we had that, you know, cancer diagnosis and MS diagnosis and everything else, um, I didn't cry. <laughs> you know, it, it just was, okay, this is just life right now. I'm used to this. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, but let me ask you this because some of these things, especially rape and stuff like that, that is a lot to mentally process and be able to heal from yeah. physically, emotionally. There's the whole aspect of God and forgiveness and all of that. How do you process those crazy emotions when you're going through them? Right. That one was the hardest one for me to deal with, actually. And it was probably because I was younger at the time. I went to a therapist, so to help help deal with that. And then there's stages of, you know, you go through grief and that type of thing. And I actually wasn't even allowing myself to be angry about it, which was yeah. interesting, which which my therapist like, it's okay to be angry. And I, I mean, of course I had some anger deep down inside of me, but, but I was suppressing that anger. So being able to just write down all the angry thoughts I had and that type of thing. So I think journaling is a big key. I'm a firm believer in writing out the negative thoughts you have, and then I burn them Ooh, um, or I shred it's them. It's therapeutic to burn things, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Sorry. It is. Maybe yeah. there's a little bit of a pyro in me. <laughs> right. It is. And then I picture the smoke, there goes the anger in the smoke and it's dissipating. And, and so I think it's very visual. Mm -hmm. I've shredded things and it's not quite as effective. I don't think yeah. <laughs> as the burning, you know, and so just taking steps like that, being willing to go to therapist, if you need it, being willing to do the work, because there's plenty of things that people can do. I think it's just where the real problem is, is we feel really stuck as if we stop doing anything to help ourselves. Mm. No. So if you're at a place where you're feeling stuck and I've been there and I know you've been there. Right. What would you say is the first step to get unstuck? We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more lessons, tips, and things you can apply to your life. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a gift for a friend, sister, or mother who is really struggling right now and you're not sure what to get them? It's hard for me to sometimes find those gifts. And so today I'm so excited to tell you about this booklet, The Mother's Might. It's a perfect, simple, inexpensive gift you can give your friends, your family, your sisters, anyone that you want to share this story with. And it will be meaningful. It's not just a little piece of candy that they eat and forget. It's something they can read over and over again because so often we, as women, feel alone and overwhelmed and burdened and like there's so many things weighing upon our shoulders. And what I love about this story is that it points us to Jesus Christ in our times of trouble, that he understands us, he loves us, he knows what we're going through and he is more than willing to help us bear that burden and I love that about this story, that it gives not only me hope, but it will convey that sense of hope for all of you. So get your copy of it today, TamaraKAnderson.com slash store. You can order one, two, 10, 20, however many you want, and we will get those to you so you can get them distributed. 
All right, now on to our show. So if you're at a place where you're feeling stuck, and I've been there and I know you've been there. Right. What would you say is the first step to get unstuck? Sometimes there's even been days where I don't know what the next step is, but I ask myself, what's the next step I could take to get myself out of the situation? And then I do it. Now, sometimes if you don't know what the next step is, I ask myself, well, let's pretend like I knew. (laughs) (laughs) And and your brain actually will like, oh, okay, we're pretending. (laughs) And it'll start giving you some ideas. And we're talking about baby steps here. Yeah. Okay. Baby steps. This is so important. After I was dealing with postpartum depression and stuff, my my house was so overwhelmingly cluttered and that type of thing. I would set an alarm and I'm like, I can clean for 15 minutes. And at first it was like, I've got to get this whole house clean, you know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. And just being able to set an alarm for 15 minutes, I can do this. Or even at times just organizing the one thing. But I think it's, it's just really important just to take it on what's one thing I can do. And it doesn't have to be big. Mm-hmm. It could be breathe, Lisa, <laughs> you know, yeah. take a deep breath. That could be what it is that you need to do. So intuitively, we oftentimes know what it is we could do. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're kind of stuck in this pattern of it, of overwhelm. Yeah, no. And, and I've been in that overwhelm pattern many times in my life. And I think you're right. Sometimes we have to do a little bit of self-care in there. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm so overwhelmed important. because I'm not taking care of me. And so right. I'm going to take some time to breathe. <sighs> yeah. Do something for me. Maybe, maybe that's another idea is take 15 minutes. I'm going to take 15 minutes for me. And then yes. I'll do 15 minutes on the house. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, or, or the other way in it, you can right. motivate yourself. I'm going to work on the house for 15 minutes and then I get 15 minutes for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of dangle the carrot in front of yourself. <laughs> right. you know. Right. <laughs> well, I, last month I was just going and going and going and, and I had a, a just pure exhaustion. Absolutely. Absolutely exhausted. And I had multiple people come to me that day and say, I need your help with this. I need your help with that. And I was so proud of myself because I actually just said, I need to rest. <laughs> I'm sorry. I recognize that you could use my help right now, but I knew that if I, if I didn't take that step and rest, I was not going to be any good to them the next day or the next day, or the next day, you know? Mm-hmm. So the self-care is really, really important. And it's almost like you have to give yourself permission to do it. Oh, yes. Yes. Because it's like, especially, I don't know if it's a mom syndrome or a woman syndrome. I guess I've seen men struggle with it as well. For me, I almost have to give myself permission. Tamara, you right. take this time for yourself right. and you're a better mom, you're a better wife, you're better, yeah. all these other hats that you wear, but I'm no good to them if I'm completely exhausted and worn out. I have to take care of myself. Right. Yeah. I learned that the really hard way. <laughs> I think we all do, dang it. (laughs) Maybe maybe there's some people who can learn it watching others, but I sure wasn't one of them. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought, I can do this, I can do this, and push and, you know, I can do it. Multiple multiple marathons, you know? (laughs) That is what it feels like, honestly. Yeah. Oh, my. That That is really, really true. Now, you mentioned as we were preparing for this interview, that there was something about quality of life, a lesson that you learned that revolved around quality of life. So your quality of life is not 
due to your circumstances. You know, so often we think that if I had this, if I had that, if I wasn't sick, Mm -hmm. if this event hadn't happened, then my quality of life would be so much better. And, and the quality of your life really is not the circumstances that happen to you. It is how you react to the circumstances. So choosing to see the good in things, for example, you know, all the challenges I've gone through, I would not trade any of them because they made who I am today, but I'm really passionate about helping other people overcome stumbling blocks in life. And, and so those experiences has helped me to realize that the, the quality in my life is, is different than what I thought. It's wonderful. It really is. You can choose how you're going to react. And that is really what determines your quality of life. It's the thought process you're thinking. Mm-hmm. not the circumstances. So you can be in any type of situation and, and be miserable or you can be happy. <laughs> yeah, that totally reminds me of my dad. When I was younger and we'd have our chores to do, doing the dishes was like the ultimate worst chore. I don't know why. It's not that hard <laughs> yeah. to be an adult, but as a kid, it was like, I don't want to do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> but my dad always used to say, you can do it happily or unhappily, right. but you will do it. <laughs> right. 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 And, and it's the same thing. That's a totally dumbed down situation in life, but it applies to these big things in our life. You're going to have multiple sclerosis. You can do it happily or unhappily, but you're right. going to have it. Do you know right. what I mean? <laughs> Right. Yeah. When I was diagnosed and then my husband, you know, he's, we're reading these cancer forums and I'm reading these MS forums. And there was just so many people that just like, my life's over. They were suicidal, just so full of despair. And I thought, wow, I mean, how is it they have the same diagnosis as I do? And and they just feel like, you know, everything in my life's just done. It's not worth living anymore. Mm. And I thought, something's got to change. We got to change this story that people that we're telling ourselves about these different things. And not that, you know, I don't have negative thoughts ever. That's not right. the case, you know, but, but I've also been like when a negative thought floats in my head, I just like, oh, okay, bye. I don't dwell on it. I'm not doing that now. If those negative thoughts, I've actually told them I'm not doing that now. No, I don't believe that, you know, that type of thing. So you dismiss it and counter it with the truth or positive right. thought. Right. I like that. That is a really amazing thing. And I don't think I understood the power of our thoughts when I was younger. I think people <laughs> tried to teach me. I tried I to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's something I had to learn along the way. And as I was going through the hard thing, you know, feeling that overwhelmed, I had to, it's almost like you have to step yourself back and away from the situation Yeah. and say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. <laughs> right. But is that true? can I change anything about it? What can I do? Kind of like you were saying before, it's like you have to push the pause button on your emotions and just kind of get a grip on yourself and say, (gasps) right. Okay. Yeah. How do I want to look at this? How do I want to approach it? What can I control? What can't I control? What can I do? And I think that's kind of what you've been saying. Yeah. I love all those questions you just said, because I think the questions you ask yourself are extremely important. 
like you can ask yourself, well, why is this happening to me? And then, and then all of a sudden, well, remember when you ran over that cat, you know, with your oh. bike, you know, you know, whatever those types of things, your brain starts coming up with all these reasons on why you deserve this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you ask yourself more powerful questions, what can I do about this? What good things can come out of this? Your brain's going to look for evidence of that. And, mm-hmm. and it's going to come up with things. I just love that you, you asked five questions right there because those questions are very, very powerful when you're talking to yourself. That's true. That's really, really mm-hmm. true. And, and you can control what you're thinking. There may not be much else you can right. control, <laughs> right. but right. you can control what goes on in between your ears. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what controls your happiness. I mean, it, you know, it really, um, comes down to you can be happy despite life circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think of this, this kind of plays into <laughs> attitude, you know, when we're in a tough time, if you're having a hard time being happy, then finding something to be thankful for. It can right. be super simple. That That's even a starting point if you're struggling to stop the negative thought. <laughs> Think of things to be thankful for. Well, in the midst of all this, I started taking photographs of one thing I was thankful for every day. Oh, <gasps> I so, idea. So I'm actually starting an Instagram channel for it. So it's like, and went for a walk and there was these beautiful rocks. They were incredible colors. So I'm like, I'm thankful for those colors and, and that type of thing. And so just really simple things, just taking a photograph of the blossoms on the tree on that type of thing. Ooh, I like the photograph challenge. <laughs> that is oft- awesome. You'll have to give me the link to that and we'll link it in the show notes. Okay. I think that would be really fun to fi- follow you and <laughs> the little things that you're thankful for every day. So Lisa, we've talked about a whole bunch of amazing thoughts and ideas and lessons you've learned. What tips would you share with somebody who is in a dark spot right now? First of all, I'd tell them to ease up on the self-judgment. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> That's really easy to do. So just um, make sure you're very cautious to not not judge yourself harshly or anything like that. And then give yourself credit for forward progress, no matter how small it is. Mm. For example, when I'm walking around the track, I do one lap. I pat myself on the back. Say, Good job, Lisa. <laughs> and I will walk into room and I'm like, okay, this looks like chaos. I'll put away three things or I'll even put one thing away and say, good job, Lisa. You're making progress. Mm. Just give yourself credit. We don't give ourselves credit all the time. No, we don't. And this one I think is very helpful is to take your focus off of yourself by helping others. And it doesn't have to be anything big. We had a friend who serves the homeless under the viaduct. And I keep thinking every Sunday, I'm going to go down and help him. But there's no way at this point in my life that I, I could have done that. I was just dealing with so much stuff. Mm-hmm. But I but what I could do is take advantage of opportunities. Like I was at a gas station and there was um, somebody there who was credit card was declined and they were trying to buy um, a hot dog and a drink. And so I'm like, here, let me get that for you. You know, or when you're interacting with people at the store to smile and that type of thing. And so that just taking your focus off of yourself and help put it on others really can help you during those mm-hmm. times. And it doesn't have to be big. Again, yeah, I, I, I love that. that. It, it can even be, be a text. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> I am thinking about you. You talked about making self-care a priority. Um, that's, that is really important. What is one of your favorite self-care things to do? I love to dance. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> and so I will put on music and I'll go in the bathroom and I'll just move for a little bit. And I think that's also key when you're feeling kind of stuck in a situation right. to move a little bit. So that that is that is something I, I love to do. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, it's interesting. One of my kids uh, did a little bit of therapy and the therapist taught us that when you feel stuck, if you physically move your body, it helps get things moving, not only <laughs> processing things physically, but mentally as well. It helps you get unstuck. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So right. I can see how if you, if you don't want to walk outside on a track, go dance in your bathroom like Lisa. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I even like will put in the earbuds so nobody even knows, you know. <laughs> I mean, not that I dance in front of other other people too, but it was funny because I was walking through private children's hospital one time and I thought I'm every day I'm going to do something that makes me feel uncomfortable a little bit. And there's this little girl that was like, there was music playing and she was dancing. So I went over and started dancing with her. Oh, <laughs> and, it just, and it was so fun. I mean, it's like, uh -huh. I was so glad I didn't dismiss that, you know? Yeah. And then again, just get really good at that positive self-talk. That's just so important. It's going to get you through <laughs> all those times. Yeah. Um, that's probably the, the most important thing, actually. Yeah, I agree. And if you're struggling with any of these things, don't be ashamed to talk to oh, God yeah. about it and say, dear God, I am right. struggling with negative thoughts. I need you to help me learn how to change them into positive thoughts. I need some help learning how to stop being so judgmental of myself. Right. Help me to learn right. how to do that because God is awesome right. about helping us in our unique situation. And because we are so unique and different from everybody else, he can help us do it in the way that's perfect for us. Right. 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 In fact, actually, that's one of the things too, that I, um, that helped me during these times is I had actually pictured myself handing my problems over to Christ. I just like, I am too overwhelmed. I can't deal with all this and here, <laughs> you know? um, and that, that was just the sense of relief that comes from that and letting, you know, basically letting God be in control. <laughs> Which he is anyway. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. We just have an illusion of control here. The yes. older I get, the more I realize that. Yeah. yeah. And the more you fight against that, you know, <laughs> the, the, the more miserable you'll be. I know, so. right? Well, yeah. those were amazing tips. I love that. Ease up on self-judgment. Give yourself credit for what you do. Serve in some little way. Change how you look at life circumstances. Make self-care a priority and give yourself good, positive self-talk. I just thought I'd reinforce those <laughs> by saying them one more time. Thank you. <laughs> and then turn your burdens over to God. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So in the midst of all this, Lisa, is there been a Bible verse that has become like your go-to, I need to read this frequently verse? <laughs> yeah. The phrase that came to my mind the most was this too shall pass, but that's really not even a Bible verse. <laughs> but I found comfort in it thinking that it was. <laughs> you know, uh, Isaiah um, 41.10, fear not um, for I am with thee. It goes on further, but that beginning of that Bible verse was key, you know, in knowing that, okay, Yes, I'm going through all these things. Yes, life's hard. 
but I don't need to fear, you know, God's with me. <laughs> so that was, that's, that is powerful. And it's a good thing to remember. Don't fear. God is with me. Don't fear. Yeah. You can even yeah. repeat that. In right. <laughs> Mantra. Yeah. 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 That is yep. awesome. Wow. Well, Lisa, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for diving in and sharing how you have been able to build resilience and turn your fear into hope by just doing little tiny things to get through the situation and then changing your mindset about so many amazing oh. things. This has been amazing. Oh, There's going to be people who are going to want to connect with you. And I know you blog. Would you mind sharing us where you blog, what you do, yeah, and sure. where they can connect with you? So my site uh, is cult uh, cultivatinghealthandhappiness.com. And it's where I share resources on how to cultivate more health happiness and joy in life. Actually, I have resources, thoughts, and more all designed to help you do that. And I have an overcoming obstacles checklist that um, is available there for you to download. And it has a list of different tips you can do when you're dealing with stuff that happens in life. Ooh, I need that list. <laughs> oh, no. No. That sounds amazing. Well, we'll be sure to point people to your website and I'll put a link of it in the show notes so people can access it more easily. Cultivatinghealthandhappiness.com. That is yes. awesome. <laughs> thank you so much for being willing to share this. Oh, yeah, thank for you. For sharing your happiness, for sharing your joy. <laughs> You're an inspiration to me. And I'm thankful I haven't had to go through all of your challenges and that you've shared with me the wisdom that you've learned in spite <laughs> of all that. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. I'm very grateful that I am able to help others through a medium like this. And thank you for doing this. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website, storiesofhopepodcast.com. There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember God loves you.